when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills, both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed, whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. You may have heard of some buzzwords in the last year, and they start with two letters, AI, artificial intelligence, Either you are all for it or you might be a little skeptical of it. And I am going to just start out by saying this is going to be the future for content creators, marketers. It's going to change a lot of things 
in what we do in our jobs as teachers in school and all of the above. Like it, it's just something that is here to stay. This is not a fad in my opinion. So rather than be scared or wary of it, we should embrace it in my opinion. So today we're going to be talking about why I think AI is the future for TPT sellers and some reasons why, you know, you might have some myths and we're going to be debunking those myths. I'm also going to share with you some of my favorite AI tools and how I use them in my business. So that is our topic for today. Pretty much AI The background, from what I understand, it all comes from this open AI interface, which we might know as ChatGPT. This is something that is increasingly prevalent in the business world, and this technology is used pretty much everywhere. There was a South Park episode in a recent season. They created a script, like they everything in that episode was created by AI. So that was pretty interesting to watch. But there are some myths and misconceptions that have also emerged with it being so new. And it's like the Wild West of, you know, what we're doing. And I wanted to share with you a source that had some information about those myths and how we can kind of navigate from there. So the first myth that they share is that the AI tool immediately solves your problems. So while it's very impressive, AI is pretty impressive, depending on the prompts you use, it is not a magic tool that will solve all your problems or even replace our human minds. The machines that we are using are designed for solving specific problems. That's why you see a variety of businesses and tools out there like Canva, they're using it in different ways and it can solve a specific problem and it can mimic human capabilities in certain areas. Another myth is that AI will replace humans at work. So while yes, we have had some machines pretty much eliminate previously human jobs like washing machines and excavators There's some fears that AI will replace workers, but that's not really the case. The reality is that AI solutions are supposed to support what you do. It's supposed to help support and make it a little bit more efficient and easy to navigate. But it will not entirely replace artists or content creators or, um, you know, copywriters. That's not what's going to happen, I believe. I think, if anything, those artists and copywriters can use AI to enhance what they're already doing. So I definitely don't see AI as a replacement anytime soon. Another myth is that AI is never wrong. So this is a big one, and I've personally experienced this. AI can be definitely very accurate. It's only as good as the data that it's trained on. And from what, you know, at the time of this recording, I believe the AI model that we mostly use is up to like 2021. So it doesn't know about, you know, Queen Elizabeth II. So you really have to do a lot of fact checking. Sometimes the results can be flawed and also inaccurate. You have to see what they're outputting And if you're finding certain facts, you need to make sure you do 
some serious fact-checking depending on what the topic is. But if it's something like you're asking them to output, you know, certain passages about a, you know, a fiction passage or different grammar sentences that have nouns and adjectives, then it's probably, you know, you can pretty much see, okay, this sentence contains a noun. Perfect. This sentence doesn't contain a noun. So it all depends on what you're putting in there. This is another one. You always have the copyrights to the AI tools output. So this is a gray area. We've got a lot of debate on this, but there is a current consensus that only works created by humans can be subject of copyright. So there is no concern about copyright for AI generated works being attributed to AI itself. So we can't say that anything we output is not ours at this time unless any laws change. The tricky part is there are a lot of cases where you can't tell if what was generated from a resource or a blog post was created by a human or created by AI. There's really at this point no way to know that. So that's why it gets a little tricky. But I have heard of a colleague that they will input their information into a a plagiarism checker and they have found that there are no issues as far as, you know, plagiarism. I know some people are saying, oh, yeah, they're copying sources completely word for word from other websites. And that's not necessarily the case. So, of course, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm just sharing my opinions and also just based off of what I'm seeing here at the source that I am reading, which I will make sure to link in the show notes. One thing to know is that there is probably not going to be any going back from artificial intelligence, just like social media came about very quickly and the internet. It's going to be here to stay. It's just how we utilize it. Speaking of how we utilize it, I want to share with you how I utilize AI in my business. I think it's very, very helpful. It's helped me be really efficient and produce more of what I want out to my target audience. And I'm not using it. I'll I'll share with you how I use it, but there's different ways I use it. So I'm going to share with you several different AI tools that I utilize. So one thing I have utilized is for product creation. Educade. So that's E-D-U-A-I-D-E dot A-I. Educade is a total game changer, not just for TPT sellers, but if you're an educator, it's such a helpful and free tool at the time of this recording. They're adding things all the time. Every time I go in there, there's always something new. The cool thing that I like about it that makes it unique among other AI platforms are that it's specifically designed for education. So if you go to the content generator, you can filter things by subject and different subjects will have different prompts. So a lot of the product creation I use, I go into social studies and you can also filter by grade level. So presumably, you know, you want to try to get it the the language like the the reading level and the terms used it will adjust based on the grade level you choose so they've got post secondary upper class underclass for high school middle school fourth fifth all the way down to preschool students and you enter in your topic or keyword 
there's different resources or there's different sections, but you can input things based off of planning. Let's say you want to come up with a unit plan for the American Revolution. You can just click on unit plan. But they also have things like rubric and evidence statements, going into information objects, anchor chart. You can create an anchor chart. You can create slides outline, sentence stems, direct instruction. And then there's independent practice with different prompts for that. Cooperative learning. So they have learning stations and project-based learning. They've got gamification. So different review games. You can just put in a topic or keyword or standard that you're creating your resource for. And then questions. So there's multiple choice, deep question, fill in the blank, scenario questions. These are golden if you're creating a resource on a specific topic and you are trying to figure out ways to enhance your product. Maybe you're creating a teacher guide. You can use the planning and information objects. If you want to, you know, add more questions to a reading passage about a certain topic, you can go into questions. If you want to make it fun and interactive, you can click on the project-based learning and gamification. And of course, anything that they output, you are, you know, I always, always am editing and fact-checking to make sure everything is accurate to the best of my knowledge based on what I'm also researching. So I'm not always just taking educated, like what they output as gold, as like, oh, this is it. This is the way. There have been times where, of course, they've been wrong or I just don't like the questions or answer choices or just it's really like, uh, this is <laughs> this is not what I was trying to do. I've also found ways to use it in like I have a general idea for a type of project for a unit. And in this particular case, I was trying to figure out I was like, I want to do something that has to do with adapting and modifying the environment, like some type of persuasive poster but I just didn't know how to put it all in words as far as like what the students are expected to do and what it would be assessed on and I so I just inputted what I my idea was and it gave me an outline of that project it helps me go from there it I of course took out things I didn't want about it or things I loved about it and I tweaked it to make it my own this is an amazing tool. I highly suggest you check out eduaid.ai. The other thing about it, I'm not going to go too much into detail about it, but there is, if you are a teacher, you know, they've got a section called teaching assistant and you can filter it by grade level. You can put in a prompt and it'll give you email outlines, newsletter outlines, report card comments. And then even with like IEP outlines, It can increase the lexile level, decrease the lexile level if you copy and paste a passage. It'll give you some ideas for inclusive strategies, icebreakers, SEL activities. Just it's so it's it's awesome. It's a really cool tool. And like you could pretty much play around with it for hours. But just without going into a whole episode just about Educade, maybe I need to do that. This is something that has been super helpful as I've been creating products for my social studies curriculum. It it just gets things done a lot faster. It helps me get things done a lot faster. So I'm getting things that teachers need out into my store a lot more quickly than I would have otherwise. Another really great AI tool is Jasper. This is probably the first AI tool I've ever heard of. 
and I started using it. I paid for it. I, I think there was a free trial for it, and then I ended up paying it for it for a certain amount of months. It is a little pricier, but you can input a lot of different things. It was really great helping me, not just with product creation, but also content if I wanted to kind of write a description for maybe a podcast episode or a social media caption. There's a lot of different prompts to help you with marketing, but I also loved using it because it helps me as far as creating passages or rewriting passages that I wanted to utilize and then also creating multiple choice questions. So I would type in, you know, I'd copy and paste a passage and let's say I wanted some multiple choice questions or short answer questions and I would say create 10 multiple choice questions with four answer choices with one being the correct answer and that is kind of where I would go from there. Of course, I'd pick and choose. If I'm looking for, let's say I need 10 multiple choice questions, I usually put a little bit more, like I'll say create 15 and then from those 15 I'll narrow it down to 10 just so that it doesn't overlap like I don't like regenerating something and then it gives me some of the same questions so I always do a little more than what I need anyway random tip but Jasper is a really great tool if you do a lot of maybe passage writing or maybe just something where you need extra tools as far as creating content. The other tool I really recommend is, of course, ChatGPT. I go to OpenAI. If you go to OpenAI, you can create a free account. And I just use the free version. That's why I stopped getting a subscription for Jasper is because with every free tool that's out there, I can pretty much do what I need to. Although Jasper was a really cool resource in that you can change the tone and do some other extra tweaks that you can't really do with ChatGPT. But ChatGPT is another really great tool. I use it to, I like to use it, like I'll insert a paragraph and I'll ask it to rewrite it in at a fifth grade reading level. And most of the time it does pretty well. More times than not, I'm able to get what I need from ChatGPT. You can save a lot of the different prompts or chats that you have And if I ever want to refer back to a prompt that I had done and I want to do like a similar one, but a different topic, I can always go on my left hand side and have that there. But right now I'm using ChatGPT as far as helping me with generating multiple choice questions, like an influx of multiple choice questions, and also rewriting paragraphs or rephrasing paragraphs in a way that is simpler and easy for students to understand. So I go back and forth when I'm creating resources. I usually go back and forth between EduAid and ChatGPT. All right, let's talk about content creation in social media. So I haven't been able to find it in a while, but Uber Suggest has, if you have a paid subscription for it, there was a point in time where it had hashtag generators and meta description generators, and it was awesome. And I cannot find it now for the life of me. However, they do still have a really cool tool. I guess it was just in beta, but they have a really cool tool called AI Writer. And you can pretty much write a blog post from start to finish, but it's on a focus keyword that you might have. So we know keyword research is important. 
And after you do that keyword research on a blog post that you're going to be updating and you have that keyword, that long tail keyword in mind, you can insert that keyword and it'll generate, it'll start with titles. So it'll generate some titles for you and you can tweak that up. Then it'll generate some descriptions for you and headings and eventually like a whole blog post pretty much. I thought that's really cool. Um, I like it and kind of like, eh, it's okay, but I do use it as far as getting ideas as far as the outline of what I want to say in my blog post. Um, a lot, some of the sentences are sentences I would never ever say, so I don't really use all of it. But I think it's really cool of how they're, they help give you meta description ideas and title ideas and ways you can improve it. I use that in conjunction with rank math, which is something that I use on my WordPress blog. So I can try to get, you know, a nice green score as I'm optimizing my blog post for those important keywords. But it's a really great tool if you are writing blog posts and finding ways to optimize them. So I mentioned previously that I use ChatGPT in my content creation as well as product creation. So one idea, let's say you have a podcast, like I have a social studies podcast in addition to this podcast. And something I do is I post a blog post that goes along with that podcast. It's not as in-depth as the podcast episode, but it still gives important information that anybody can search for online. So what I thought, like one time I was like, well, what if I inserted my podcast transcript into ChatGPT and see what happens? And it actually didn't do a bad job. I did a prompt to the effect of turn or rewrite this podcast transcript into a blog post with headers that incorporate the keyword blank. And I put in the keyword. So I was just I was just playing around with it. And I was very pleasantly surprised that it it did a pretty good job of not only reorganizing my podcast transcript into a blog post. It added headers in bold. It, you know, all the paragraphs were spaced out and, you know, it was organized appropriately. It took out all the ums and the so's and the you knows that I always do. And it wrote a blog post. And I didn't have much editing to do after that. You know, I took out words that I wouldn't ever really use in my messaging or anything like that. And I posted it up. And, and I, of course, I did some extra optimizing to make sure it was in conjunction with rank math, but it did a really great job. So if you have a podcast and you're trying to figure out how to repurpose that podcast into your blog post on your website, I definitely recommend trying to see if you can run it through ChatGPT or Jasper. One other tool that I like to use is the Canva AI tools. So Canva recently launched this image generator and I remember there was one resource where I was really stuck on finding a picture of Anne Hutchinson, of all people, of course, one of the founders of Rhode Island. And so I said, well, what if AI did it, you know? So I typed in Anne Hutchinson and it gave a nice little portrait of Anne Hutchinson or, you know, an image depicting Anne Hutchinson as well as a few other um, religious leaders in the 13 colonies. So that was pretty cool. I was very impressed with that. 
And another AI tool that Canva has is the Canva Magic Write. I mostly use that to help me with my social media captions. I don't like writing social media captions, among other things. But it does help me as far as I'll say something like, rewrite this podcast description into a social media post. Rewrite this product description as a social media post. So I like to take copy what I already might have somewhere, whether it's like maybe I'll have a transcript or I'll have a description of a product or I might have already written an email and I can put it through AI and, you know, turn it into something different like a caption or uh, maybe even helping me generate hashtags. So Canva Magic Write is another really great tool. You might as well use it if you have a pro account or a Canva account. It's another tool that's out there that's super helpful. So without getting super long into this episode, I hope you got some really, really great tools that you might want to try or check out. And hopefully this episode at least, you know, gave you some awareness about how AI can help us work smarter in our businesses and help us be more efficient and that we can have permission to, if we don't like what AI is coming out and outputting, we can change it. We don't have to go with it. I do recommend though that you'd give it a try at least, you know, give it a chance because I think it's a really great way for businesses to be more efficient. Google is incorporating AI into their business. More businesses now than ever are using AI. I'm just now thinking I had to return something off of Amazon and I had this chat bot with me and I, I'm wondering now if that was also orchestrated by AI as well. It was the easiest call ever, you know, how you, instead of having to call somebody and getting somebody on the other line waiting for 20 minutes, I literally was able to process a return in like five minutes just by clicking a button. So, I mean, AI can make our lives a little bit easier if we let it. All right, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll talk to you all again next week. Thanks for listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also follow me on Instagram at thesouthernteach.designs. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. 
I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.